Have you ever been inspired by someone else's talents? Has someone helped you learn a skill in your time of need? What was it about that person that impressed you? Have you ever taught someone a skill or talent? Has anyone asked you for help in their time of need? Well, today's episode is all about how to find strength from others and recognize when you're already being that strength for someone else. Welcome to the Simple Joyful Home Podcast. Join Emily and Alicia, two moms doing their best. This is a podcast about Come Follow Me and the Book of Mormon and how anything you learn from the scriptures can be transformed into practical and simple solutions to strengthen your home, your relationships, and even yourself. If you're ready to triumph over self-doubt, and increase the joy in your heart and in your home, join them on this inspired journey. Take it away, ladies. Hey, this is Emily. This is Alicia. We are super excited to get started. Today, we are going to focus on Come Follow Me for February 17th through the 23rd. And the scriptures we're reading this week are in 2 Nephi chapter 11, through chapter 25. And we are focusing on chapter 11, verses 2 and 3, and chapter 16, verse 8. Okay, so I just love how the journey of Nephi is taking and how he's grown and all the stuff he's been through. And he's kind of come to this time in his life where his younger brother, Jacob, is getting older and very wise and is already having extreme um, spiritual experiences. And In this chapter 11, Nephi just praises how much he loves the words of Isaiah. He finds so much strength in Isaiah. He has so much joy in Isaiah. And he just wants other people to feel the same kind of joy and love. And I really believe that Isaiah is a huge mentor to Nephi. And because of this and how much he's learned from Isaiah, he's now been teaching that to other people he loves and particularly to Jacob, because Jacob has found a lot of love from Isaiah. They loved it so much, they put his words in these in this book, and the book isn't that big, and it probably takes a lot to engrave on these gold plates. And so I just think these words are important to them, and it just shows this kinship between these three brethren, and and these also this kinship is all about the witness these three witnesses that God uses. And there's just this power and strength in that. And I just find that really neat and fascinating. So yeah, that kinship that you're describing, Emily, is so apparent in chapter 11, verses two and three. And I love what you've pointed out in these verses already. In verse two, it says, And now I, Nephi, write more of the words of Isaiah, for my soul delighteth in his words. For I will liken his words unto my people, and I will send them forth unto all my children. For he verily saw my Redeemer, even as I have seen him. And it goes on to say in verse 3, And my brother Jacob also has seen him, and I have seen him. And then down below it says, Wherefore by the words of three God hath said, I will establish my word. It is really fun to see that Nephi is delighting in the words of Isaiah. And then he goes on to talk about how his brother Jacob is a witness to some of the same things that he and Isaiah are testifying of. Yeah. And it's just really cool to see that brotherhood, that kinship. And then them- I think they rely a lot yeah. on each other because of each other's strength. I mean, Isaiah is not physically here with them, 
but they rely a lot on each other's testimonies. And it's helped them grow, and they're trying to pass that on yep. to their children and those people that they are stewards over. Because they just want others to be happy. They have a passion with this stuff. It's true. And when we have a passion with things, we like to share them with other people. It just is a natural process. Got me thinking about mentoring and about how people affect us and how we need each other. When we get help from someone, then we can help someone else. And I just really love it. I just wanted to share a story about a mentor that I've had. Years ago, I started getting into photography and just kind of playing around with it and starting to take pictures of different families, but it was a slow moving process. And then we moved and I met my friend, Courtney, and I found out that she likes to take pictures and I started seeing some of her pictures and I just fell in love with them. They were amazing. I got talking to her one day and kind of started picking her brain and took up a lot of time. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm talking too much about this. She's like, are you kidding me? I love talking about photography. And I was like, really? She's like, yes, I could talk about it for hours. And we just found this joy in talking and grasping everything that she was saying. Well, one day I went and I took this huge family session of a big extended family and I got it home and I started editing the pictures and they were awful. <laughs> just terrible. I'd overblown the exposure. I had, they were out of focus and I didn't know how to salvage these pictures. I was so desperate. I was like, you know what? I remember Courtney liked to talk about photography. And so I call her up I'm like, Courtney, I need help. I don't know how to fix this. So she actually took time out of her day, came over, sat with me on my computer. She taught me so many neat little tricks. We were able to salvage the pictures and was able to kind of give some things. Oh, they were probably amazing. (laughs) So anyway, what I learned from that just grew and we found this great friendship and talking about photography. And I was just so inspired by her. And every time I'd share a picture with her, she would just praise all these good things about it, what she liked about the picture and how I was growing. She was just so proud of me. And then she'd hear if I was taking pictures, like, please show me, I want to see them. She was just so engaged in this journey that I was on. And The time that I started talking to her about photography, the speed of my growth was incredible. I couldn't believe how I was improving in this photography journey. Anytime I came across something that I had a problem with, I would say, oh, Courtney, I don't know how to fix this. And instead of picking at it or like criticizing a certain picture, she would explain a a tip or trick. And then I would just go and do that. She would never take over or or do it for me. She would just kind of teach me how to do it. And she probably listening to this probably has no idea she did all of that. She has no idea how huge mentor and influence she was with me and how positive she was as a mentor. There was no negativity ever. She cannot emanate any negativity if you know her. It's true. So she's great. We love her. Anyway, I just felt like that was such a great thing. And so Alicia and I were talking about this. We realized there's some great things we can pull from her example of a mentor. It's so true. We can see in the scriptures how Nephi used Isaiah as a mentor, how Nephi also allowed Jacob to go out and start to teach when he could have done it himself, but he allowed him to do it so that he could learn and he could grow. And just the example in the scriptures, and then you hear the story about Emily and Courtney, and the pattern starts to emerge. How do we find a mentor? And when you're looking for a mentor, there's a couple of things 
that we discovered. And the first thing is recognizing, open our eyes and looking for those people that have talents. As you look around and identify people's talents, you can find talents quicker and you see talents in more areas. Things that you didn't recognize as a talent before, now all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's a talent and she's really good at that. Yes. So that first step is looking around, finding talents, learning how to find talents. The second step is when you have a need, whether you're looking for a mentor or not, take the time to practice. I have a need. Who could I partner with? Yep. And every need you find yourself in, practice finding a partner. Now that doesn't mean going out and asking them, but if I was going to, what talent would I need to make this whole project easier, better, to add value or this problem I'm working through easier or better? Just add support. Yeah, bring support. What talent do I need and who could I ask? And you don't have to ask anybody. Just practice looking for partnership in your time of need. Where's the talent and who's the person? And your brain will get quicker and quicker and quicker at it. Mm -hmm. When you actually have an area in your life that you do need a mentor, you already have collected such a big list in your head of people that you admire and you know their talents because you've been looking for those. Your next step, step three, is the hardest part is asking. You already have the people, you know what your need is. And the hardest part is just having the courage to ask. And there is a strength in having more people around you. You probably could do it by yourself, mm-hmm. but when we ask for that person that has that that talent or strength, all of a sudden, whatever you need either becomes easier or you grow farther. It's just magnified. It's so true. We've talked about this many times, even about this podcast. Yeah. The friendships that we're gaining, there's just so much strength that can be found an impact you can make when you find something that you yeah. are working towards and you find someone to partner with and do it with the right person. It's so true. So the, another way to look at this is also from Courtney's perspective. Here I am trying to find the person. Now, how this ended up being successful, I believe, is the mindset Courtney was in. Courtney was in this open, like excited place. She was so willing to say yes She was willing to say, yes, I'm available and I love talking about this. And that made me okay with asking her because there wasn't this weird awkwardness because she was just so fun and open with it. Sometimes when we're ready to be a mentor for someone else, to have this openness and being willing to help somebody else. Okay, I have a great story about Emily. If you're going to say yes, you might as well say yes in a way that makes everybody feel good about your yes. (laughs) It's like a two for one. You actually help somebody out, help them learn something, help them do something. And they're like, oh, that was the most shocking response. (laughs) They they not only said yes, but they said, yes, I would love to. (laughs) And you're like, what? Who are you? Um, This happened to me when my son was really young. He was probably, what, three? Three or four. Yeah. Yeah. I rarely asked for babysitters. I was going through miscarriages and all the doctor's appointments, all the things. And so... I remember calling her up and I think I text you because I was uh-huh. too chicken to call you. <laughs> I text her and I said, Emily, I have a doctor's appointment. Can you watch 
link. And I come back to my phone and there's this text on my phone and I don't remember the exact words, but it went something like this. Oh, I would love to. I can't wait for him to come over. We're going to have so much fun. And I'm like, who is this? <laughs> I, who says that? And it made me feel like, because I felt like I was being a burden and I worried about whether it would be okay and was it too long or all the things we worry about when we need someone to watch our kids. It absolutely it, wasn't true. Right? Not and, a burden at all. <laughs> and her response, it made such an impact in my life. It changed the way I respond to others. That's it was crazy. so shocking. <laughs> It was literally so shocking. Think about the last time you asked for something and someone's like, I would love to. And not just like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> or let me check my schedule and get back to you. But it really has changed the way that I respond. If I'm going to do it anyway, I want them to feel like I'm excited to do it for them and that I value them and I love them. And oh my word. Yes. Thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for asking. Yes. Me. That's how I felt. I was and, just so happy you were willing to ask me. And you didn't even say any of that, but I felt that. Yeah. And if you're going to say yes, how you respond, get the two for one, friends. Get the two for one. Make yeah. them feel like you just feel awesome that they would even think of you. It really does help. So with this whole attitude of being happy and saying yes, um, I came across the scripture in chapter 16. In chapter 16, verse 8, it said, Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who shall go for us? Then I said, here am I, send me. And that just, that here am I, send me just has always just struck this interesting mindset when we're being a friend to someone or mentoring someone or just serving somebody. If you have this attitude, of, I'm here, so use me. Let me be a part of the team. Please let me be a part of the team. <laughs> yes. I'll do anything. Water? I'll, I'll take water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just think that it it gives Heavenly Father an opportunity to use us. Okay, you have to tell your story about today. Oh, okay, yes. Because talk about the simplest things, but the things that we forget. Yes. When it comes to here I am, send me. Emily has an awesome example. Well, all of my days are full of, <laughs> of just random stories. So it, <laughs> of awesome lessons and good mindsets. And I love it. Yes. Okay. So I knew that my day was going to be crazy. My day was just going to have a lot of stuff happening in it. And so I went to bed early, just knowing if I could get a good night's sleep, then I know I can start my day off. Great. So I had gone to bed last night and my mind was just out of control. It was just running through dialogue all night long. And then my, my little two-year-old got up and just couldn't go back to sleep. And so, and then I'd finally get him to sleep and I'd go like back down, but then it would wake my brain up again. You guys know. People, so I just didn't. If, if you have a solution to the brain that does not stop, <laughs> I know. you need to send Share it to us. It. Oh goodness. So, because I'm just wanting a switch when you I hit know. the pillow and it turns it off. I don't know what <laughs> happens. Sometimes it's fine. Sometimes it's not. But anyway, I, so I just didn't get enough sleep and I had to get up early and I woke up exhausted. Like my body hurt, my mind hurt. I knew that this was not a great start to the very busy day I had. Just physically felt so exhausted. And to know that I just needed the strength, I, I was like, I have got, I, I'm going to say a prayer. So I just said a prayer. And thinking back, I really was wording it in a similar way of here I am, send me. But I really just said, Heavenly Father, it's going to be a tough day and I could just use some extra strength. Help me just be able to accomplish what I need to, you know, just do that, you know, that prayer that you say. Um, but it put me in this open mindset of I was going to be looking for that strength throughout the day. 
And so I start going and it is just rough. Babies are crying all morning and we've got food and toys everywhere and crunching on Cheerios in the kitchen floor because there's always Cheerios on the kitchen floor. (laughs) And it just, I, you know, like gone through the day and I, and even in the morning I was trying to get a little bit of studying done and it was the most interrupted tiny little session. I think I read half a verse maybe two. And it, I just wasn't happening. I finally had to just give up. Like it was just a crazy, it was just insane. I was grumpy. I was short tempered. I like the strength that I was imagining, like my body would just feel better. I just was still dragging like crazy. <laughs> so I go there my day and I even send a text to my husband saying, pray for me. <laughs> That's my it's favorite. So, it's so true. And he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And anyways, the day went on, he sent me a text checking in saying, Hey, how's it going? And good man I, right there. Good I know. Man. Right. He is good. And I, I started thinking back of my day and I realized that I did a load of dishes. I got those through. I did three loads of laundry. I fed everyone breakfast and lunch. I did my tasks I needed to do for the podcast. I had a couple of things I needed to get done for that. I texted a few friends that I was setting up a lunch date with. I was able to pick up a little room. All of a sudden, I was like, whoa, I did a lot today. (laughs) Even though I still felt weak, um, struggling, grumpy, (laughs) all of the things, I realized, how did I get those things done? And I'm like, oh, man, the power of prayer and the power of that half-read scripture. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Really, I was just, here I am, send me, and I realized all those things were for my family. I had just served them all day long. Serving and mentoring is, is very, very similar. And we do that in our families all the time. So these simple things I was doing were just serving my family. I was doing it for them and it was helping me, but I didn't realize it. And all of a sudden I had this opening of how much the Lord's hand was in my life and, and that it counted. All those things counted. It's so true. You could have sat on the couch with crying babies because sometimes that's what you want to do. Just be like, throw your hands in the air, like whatever, (laughs) throw the Cheerios, dump the milk. I don't care anymore. Oh, Netflix. Well, there might've been a few of those. Maybe we could just (laughs) Netflix. I just think that. No, it it was such a powerful moment to remember and recognize what I did accomplish instead of thinking about how short tempered I was or just my how physically drained I felt and then think, oh, this day was terrible to really look back and look at what you have accomplished. If we can remember to do that, oh man, it turned my day completely around. And I love how you really took stock of each thing. Like I changed, how many diapers did you say? Like four or five or something all before noon. And I was like, (laughs) I love this girl. I'm going to hug her face. Every little thing accounting for that. And in your prayer, it really did open up your, here I am, send me. It wasn't dear heavenly father, I want to sit on the couch. So can you make that possible? It was, I have all of this to do. And recognizing now that you were doing it for your family and for him. Yeah. But I was in a state of here I am, send me. Yeah, you were there. And he made it all possible. It's so true. And the recognizing it after. I mean, he it made it It would have been lost possible. if I had not took a minute and remembered. Mm-hmm. It's such a valuable thing to remember to help us build our relationship and with you, the Lord. You made me thinking, well, that's just normal mom stuff. We really are accomplishing so much that we just think is a given. 
And it's not a given. He counts those. Yeah. Anyway, so with all of these things are just so simple, yet they count and they work. Alicia came across this. Cheryl A. Esplin said, we give service when we don't criticize, refuse to gossip, stop judging, say thank you, are patient and kind. We give service when we don't criticize. I never would have thought of that. If you just avoid like not criticizing people. Even when we were talking about Courtney as a mentor. Yeah. One of the things that stuck out to you was that she was so positive about all the things you were doing. She wasn't critical no, of she your just work. She picked out the things that were good and that's what I focused on. It's truly the things I was that I knew were bad. I almost was like, <laughs> is she going to notice? No, she ne- she probably did and she just never said anything. <laughs> it truly is a service to it's not service. criticize others. Yeah. That's awesome. So the next thing is refuse to gossip. Okay, yeah. Thank Amen. you if you do that. <laughs> and let's just be honest. We all do it. Right. We all do it at some point, even when we're trying really hard and we're very conscientious. There are times when we do it and we leave the conversation and we go, oh, what just happened? That's called conversation regret. Yes. Amen. (laughs) And you leave and you go, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But if it happens, the quicker you say, you know what, that's a conversation that I shouldn't have had. And if we can kind of, can you help me out next time? Because sometimes I just slip into it and I don't realize I'm doing it, but I really don't want to do that. Um, okay. So the next one is to stop judging. So we can give someone service by just not judging them. Isn't that like the simplest thing? I feel like anyone could do that. Just a simple thing of saying thank you or being patient and kind. We think of going out and mentoring or going out and serving someone as this huge thing. And we hear all the time and we have this mentality of what service is or what counts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What counts as service? Exactly. So how do we tie this all into family? How is this going to build your family? We've talked about some tools to finding mentors in your life. And we've talked about how impactful it can be to recognize when you're mentoring, even in the simplest ways. How is that playing a role in your family? When someone in your family asks you a question, how are you responding? Courtney, when she answered Emily. She was excited to help her. She loved talking about it. She wanted to be a part of her life. She wanted to be a part of this passion project that she was doing. And when our sibling or our parents or our kids ask, are we like, oh yes, I would love to help you with that. I would love to be a part of that. Now they ask us like 500 times a day for things, but you know, those things that are important to them. Yeah. If their passion is some type of art or some type of science and they're like, mom, can you help me with this? I would love to help you with that Yeah, because that's their passion and we feed their passion and we build their talents and we can't be this enthusiastic. Oh, every time they ask us a question, but we can recognize where their talents lie. And as we practice finding talents in others, we will see them more in our family. We'll see them more in those that matter to us most, and we can help them nurture those talents. And it's okay that people have the same wants and talents that you have, and it's okay to share that with you. You don't need to be like, well, this is my thing. Uh, (laughs) Go find your own thing. You know, it's a great example of really Nephi and Jacob. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Because Nephi was a great speaker. He was a great leader. He he was doing all those things. He really had that covered in the family. What a good example. Mm -hmm. And so... Now Jacob comes along and Nephi will be like, well, I kind of am the one who speaks. <laughs> right. But instead, he's like, you should speak. 
and try speaking on Isaiah. Isaiah has so much great things and so much joy and people can really learn from this. And he gave him a tool really of how he can grow in his abilities and he tries it and he loves it. And all of a sudden Jacob's a great speaker and he loves Isaiah and he has a passion for it. And they all are witnesses of Jesus Christ because they all shared in that. That's what we need to do with our family to share in the love and the nurturing of talents that we all can build each other because not only did Jacob grow in that situation, so did Nephi. Mm -hmm. Nephi was blessed and they both grew together. Even though that one person may seem like they're higher up and or they know more in that talent, all of a sudden everyone grows. Everyone becomes better when we share. What a good example. And they both have the same talent. They're growing the same talent, but they by nature, we'll do it different. We all come here with something unique to share. And just because Courtney does photography and Emily does photography, and they're both striving to build that talent, when you look at their photos, they're both beautiful and amazing and they're different. Oh yeah. Every time they're different. Yep. And they both have like their own unique style and you can see it in the way that they they do their photography. And they're both beautiful. I mean, you set 12 photographers' pictures on a long table and say, oh, go go find the beautiful ones. Right. And people are going to think they're all beautiful, but they're all different. Yep. You and can even send all those 12 photographers to take a picture of a tree. And everyone's going to come <laughs> back with a different perspective. And it's all, it's all different. And it's all beautiful. And it's all needed. Right? Because... The people looking at that picture will, a certain picture will speak to them that's different than another person. So we need all the photographers we need can get, mm-hmm. right? We yep. need all the different kinds of speakers or all the different kinds of cooks. You know, mm-hmm. we need all of these talents and all of these different mentors to help each other and teach and share in it because someone will benefit on how they do it. It's really true. And I've felt that in my life. I've seen that in my life where I've used someone's leadership or mentorship in learning how to teach. And then I've learned something different from someone else about learning how to teach. And they were both amazing teachers. Yeah. And I needed what they brought to my life, even though they were both in the same area, doing the same thing, building their talents. Yeah. We really hope that today you guys enjoyed it and that Hopefully, maybe it inspired you to look and seek for people around you that have talents. Look for people who could possibly be your mentor in your time of need or when you just want to grow. And we also hope that you recognize that you could be already being a mentor to someone. You already are. You you could be, but you you are. are. Yes, you already are being a mentor and you're already helping people. The people that are around you, the loved ones, they are benefiting from you. And they the are. more mindful you are of that role as a mentor, the more impact you will see yourself having in their life. Yep. Anyway, we just love this topic. We hope you guys did too. And we look forward to the next time. So we'll talk to you guys later. Yay. See you soon. Bye. Hey, we hope you felt at home with us today and that the inspiration shared here will lead you to simple solutions God has to help you have a more joyful life and home. We hope you felt inspired, supported, and loved with us today. You're doing your best and we know it. And 
Oh yeah, we have one more thing for you. Miss Courtney Child. If you want to see her photography and check out a little bit of her talent, go to CourtneyChildPhotography.com. You're not going to miss or you're, we don't know. You're going to love it. I was going to say something really great there. We did, it did not come out. We do out. want to just say a little shout out to Courtney. She had no idea we were talking about any of this. So Courtney, we have permission, right? Right. <laughs> we love you. Oh, yay. Um, take backs. What's that quote about take backs? Take backs? Oh yeah. I like, never mind. <laughs> Don't take it back. No, I don't know. I don't what know. Is it? We can't take it back, Court. That's all. We can't take it back. It's live now, baby. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Thanks, friends. See you later. Bye.